Hello, this is Steve Zielinski, pharmacist and Central Regional Director for SunRx. You are listening to the PTR Pharmacy Podcast. Hello, independent pharmacy owners. This is Todd Urey with the Pharmacy Technology Resource. This is the PTR Pharmacy Podcast, and today we are on the subject of 340B. And for me, I'm looking forward to this session because I'd like to learn more about 340B programs and how that ties into um, business development for independent pharmacies throughout the country and uh, what that basically means for your bottom line. We all know the, the strain and the obstacles and the, uh, the uh, hurdles that, that the independent pharmacy market faces and, and what's out there to kind of uh, help us uh, to grow business and, and move forward. And uh, today's, uh, today's guest is a uh, a champion of the subject of 340B uh, drug pricing programs, uh, Steve Zielinski with uh, SunRx. How you doing, Steve? Good, good. And Steve is out in, um, uh, what is it, Belvedere, Illinois. I don't know what the weather is like today, but uh, uh, today's June 1st, 1st in Pittsburgh, and uh, we are not under rain as we usually are. It's it's pretty sunny out, and it's actually kind of hot, so we're, we're, we're happy to be uh, sunshiny Pittsburgh. What is the overall um, temperament, uh, Steve, with regards to independence that you come across and in, in, in the challenges that they're facing today, and, and how does uh, SunRx kind of play into to helping the, uh, the independent pharmacy? Okay, let me take it from there, Todd. Some of the biggest issues currently at hand for pharmacists is volume uh, of filling prescriptions and also retention of existing customers. The 340B program really has is a large opportunity for a pharmacist uh, in this area. There, it's, it's not known a lot about what this 340B program is, so education is usually the biggest barrier for community pharmacists to participate in this program. Once they've identified this opportunity and see how it works, um, community pharmacists have usually come back and said, not a problem. This, this is a wonderful thing. It increases volume, prescription volume, increases traffic into the pharmacies themselves, and it helps you retain your current customers. Because as time uh, is developing, as these rules and regulations are changing for the 340B program, you're going to see that this is a somewhat exclusive relationship between a 340B covered entity and your pharmacy. So that therein lies the opportunity. So, what is the financial impact of participating in a 340B program? If I'm a, if I'm an independent pharmacy and I'm thinking about getting into it, um, like what's what's the overall financial impact? The financial impact is positive. It costs nothing for a pharmacy to participate into this program. It's really a partnership between and a collaboration between the 340B covered entity which typically is the community health center, the disproportionate share hospital, the critical access hospitals in rural areas, and there's about 14 other entities, but those comprise the largest numbers of entities. But it's a collaboration between and a partnership between those 340B entities and your pharmacy. What typically happens in this uh, pharmacy arrangement is that now 
the health center, rather than opening up their own pharmacy, will use you as the billing agent and dispensing agent for their patients and all other ancillary services uh, that you provide as a pharmacist, whether it's immunizations, delivery, longer hours. So it's really a partnership you're developing with these 340B entities. Okay. So I'm a I'm an independent pharmacy. I'm located in um, Orlando, Florida. I'm running about 350 prescriptions a day. Um, things are, are, are pretty busy. Um, will a 340B program disrupt my pharmacy operations and basically add additional burden on my staff or inconvenience to my customers? No, it will not. Um, I'll I'll mention this though. Florida is a bad example because it's one state out of the total United States that does not allow the contract pharmacy arrangement to take place unless you have two inventories. So the management of two inventories uh, is typically uh, hard to manage for community health centers and pharmacies. So they stay out of that in the state of Florida. But otherwise... This process operates under a virtual inventory process where you as an independent pharmacist dispense your inventory today and it's replenished by the uh, ship to, bill to arrangement by the healthcare entity, the 340B entity, the following day or shortly after dispensing. Okay. Um, who, who kind of trains um, everything with regards to the program and, and how to run the program? Who trains my, like if I have... A staff of let's say six total, and uh, and then of course myself. Um, who's going to help me kind of get up and running? SunRx goes on site to train the health entity, 340B entity, regardless if it's a health center, uh, an STD clinic, a dish proportionate share hospital, and they also go on site and train the pharmacy. Our process and solution is totally web based, so. All you need is internet access to handle the application. Okay. Um, and you you mentioned inventory. So what inventory will I physically be using to fill uh, 340B uh, prescriptions? There's no additional inventory cost that you incur. What happens is it operates under a virtual inventory process. So today you dispense, let's say for example, a bottle of 30 Actos 15 milligrams to a health center patient. Tomorrow, a bottle of 30 Actos 15 milligrams will be brought to you by the wholesaler. This this wholesaler will be typically driven by your own wholesaler, but it will be merchandise that is shipped to you, but purchased under the account of the 340B entity. Okay. Um, what about like the dispensing fee? How does that how does that work? Who 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 determines that? Um, uh, who who kind of sets that? And how's that play into the program? Dispensing fees are designed typically based on the cost that you're currently operating under your gross margin. If you if you determine your gross margin for third party prescriptions, and you also determine your gross margin on your cash prescriptions currently. And when the health centers come to you and approach you about this relationship and you submit to them, this is my average cost of, this is my average gross margin I'm currently receiving for my my prescriptions on third party. 
and this is what I need to survive. This is what I need to stay in business. And you do the same with your cash customers. Typically, uh, independent pharmacists uses their state Medicaid rate, their Medicaid dispensing fee, yeah. to uh, begin that process and kind of have a, a starting point for the program in designing a dispensing fee. All Medicaid prescriptions, if they are tr under the traditional Medicaid program versus managed Medicaid, operate uh, outside of this program, outside of the 340B program. What about the patient, uh, though, Steve? Who, who, how do I know as a, as a pharmacy owner who's eligible for these programs? When we set up a, a pharmacy and a clinic arrangement, what happens is every patient receives a third-party prescription benefits card, so they appear to you as if they've got third-party commercial insurance. So regardless if they're they're uninsured or if they're carrying a third-party card, they'll present this card at the pharmacy, and you'll adjudicate it as if you would uh, adjudicate any third-party claim. Okay. So then, speaking of the of the claim. Um, who would, as a pharmacy owner, who would I call about the claims processing or even any other uh, 340B um, questions in general or, or, or when that comes up? We have an 800-numbered uh, pharmacy service number on every card, and it's available to you 24-7. Okay. Um, so this is part of the, the, the SunRx program in, with regards to the support that you're giving to the independent um, independent pharmacy. Um, how is SunRx being uh, compensated? SunRx is compensated on a transaction fee basis. This transaction fee that uh, is paid to us is paid by the health center and it's included in the cost of the prescriptions for the uninsured patients and for the third party payers. The pharmacy does not have to pay any type of transaction fee. The health center passes on the, our fees to the typically to the patients unless they're going to subsidize these patients. So there's no fees totally involved. Everything, the retail price of these medications that a patient picks up at your pharmacy is based on the 340B cost. So it's 340B cost plus the fees. We at SunRx then, since we are our business model is based on a transaction fee basis only. We drive all patients of the health center to the contracted pharmacy, regardless of their payer source. And we do this through marketing, television, radio, print, marketing, on behalf of the health center and the pharmacy to show the community what these two, uh, what this partnership has delivered to the community what they've now formed in this community. So patients are able to access affordable medications where typically they weren't able to access these before. So how do I, how do I find this, the, how do I find these customers? How do I find these programs? I'm an, I'm an independent pharmacy in uh, Kansas uh, City, uh, Wichita, Kansas, for example, and I, you know, I, I want to know, you know where, to, where to develop and or find this business. Uh, how, how do I do that? Well, at SunRx, we have a pharmacy team that is searching for pharmacies that want to participate in this program. When a community health center, we typically reach out to the 340B entities and market to them 
and they come to us also as far as asking us, we want to have a 340B program. Are there any pharmacies in our area that currently participate in this or would be willing to participate as a 340B contracted pharmacy? Typically, the community health centers do not know how to approach a community pharmacy and discuss this topic. So we as the intermediary bring the parties to the table, discuss the options, how it's going to be a win-win situation for everyone involved, keeping the patient centered first, and it's a win for the pharmacy, it's a win for the health center, and um, and SunRx is very successful at this. That's, uh, that's great because I, I, I'm talking with independent pharmacies, uh, you know, all the time, every week, and, and uh, these programs I, I hear... Uh, 50% of the owners I talk with, they're not involved. 50% of the owners, uh, you know, uh, are involved or are interested in being involved. However, the 50% that are involved and or are interested, some of those interested um, pharmacy owners, um, they're almost, they almost feel like they're too busy to even take the time to, to research um, uh, how to get involved with the 340 or becoming a 340B servicing pharmacy. Um, and... At SunRx, we handle all the details in this whole process. Typically, up until we came out with our technology, community health centers would purchase inventory, ask the local pharmacist to put it on segregated shelving in their pharmacy, maintain that inventory, run it separately in your pharmacy software, and then report back every month what was sold and have it replaced or replenished through the health center's wholesaler account. It's very time-consuming to have a phys- two physical inventories, both for the pharmacy and the uh, financial operations of the health center. So the virtual inventory process is, is clear and concrete. We provide all the reports to the health center and to the pharmacy as far as who received the medications, the date they received them, the quantities, et cetera, et cetera. At SunRx, we also have a compliance program that if patients are not getting their prescriptions filled religiously, we'll reach out to them and see what was the reason for not purchasing your medications or not getting a 30-day supply filled uh, until 45 days had elapsed. So if there was a barrier to care or barrier to access these affordable medications, then we're reaching out on behalf of the health center and the pharmacy to make sure the patient's compliant. That's so important. Uh, compliancy is is definitely a challenge uh, for independents, as I hear it. You know, they'll be uh, signed up for uh, um, six refills, and sure enough, they stop after two. So that, that's excellent. How does uh, how does SunRx, and how does even more more than just SunRx, how is 340B and these 340B programs tied into the new uh, healthcare reform that that we hear all about? Well, two things. One is that there's going to be more and more Medicaid patients uh, by 2014-2015. The administration has increased the eligibility from 100% of a federal poverty level to 133% of federal poverty level. At the same time, by 2015, an insurance exchange will exist where there's currently roughly 40 million patients that are uninsured, 40 million people that are uninsured now. You know, probably 30 to 35,000 will have some type of prescription coverage by the year 2015. 
these insured individuals that are going to community health centers and accessing 340B will need a pharmacy to take care of their needs and supply them with prescription medications. Having a contracted pharmacy in the community now is very advantageous for a health center. There's a lot of money being um, uh, earmarked for health center expansion. So as they expand, they they want to provide medical services. They not they are not in the business to be a pharmacy. So they're reaching out for uh, community pharmacy involvement in this area. Now, is are these programs and and there was a program uh, named uh, PAP P A P Simplified. And there was a press release on May 26th um, of this year that said CenterX launches solution to simplify patient assistance programs, access, and management. Um, is that a, a, a new program within the 340B, or is that um, basically a, a new press release to try to generate additional education about it? That's a new program that complements the 340B space. When we when we're developing the 340B programs, or if a pharmacy has a 340B program, it's just like anything else. It's not the end all. These prices typically are at AWP less 50%, but for the patients of these covered entities, $5 is equivalent to a million dollars in some cases. So if there's a way that a health center can tap into a patient assistance program or a PAP program, and get these patients free medications, so be it. So we complement us as SunRx. We are a solution to provide all medications to patients that have a hard time affording it or accessing drugs. By the year 2015, these drugs won't be as accessible because people will have insurance, and these patient assistance programs are designed for those people either lacking prescription coverage or who cannot afford the high cost of prescriptions currently. And the manufacturers have programs available. Now, if I have a customer uh, or a patient that has come to me for their 340B uh, medication fulfillment, um, are they being sent to me by the health center or um, or is it is it... Is it me, the pharmacy owner, that's reaching out to the health center to create those uh, those relationships, or is it SunRx that creates those relationships for me? SunRx creates a relationship and brings the parties to the table. Once that's taken place, by 340B rules and regulations, a, a community health center or a 340B entity has to send out in the community three requests for proposals. doesn't mean they have to get three requests for proposals back, but they send out three requests for proposals to area pharmacies, asking them if they'd be willing to participate in a, as a contracted pharmacy for a covered entity in their area. If so, please submit your dispensing fee for your uninsured or cash patients and also your dispensing fee that you'd need for your third-party patients. We facilitate that and help the entity then register themselves as well as the pharmacy, which is now going to be the contracted pharmacy of choice, to be in that exclusive relationship with the health center. And we do this with registering it at the Office of Pharmacy Affairs, which is the government's uh, oversight agency 
for the 340B program. Okay, that, that's a that's a really good point. So the independent pharmacy needs to um, give some of the information um, to the um, to the health center to allow them to include the independent pharmacy in the overall bid. On an easier scale than that, what happens is the pharmacy will sign the pharmacy service agreement once uh, the health center has accepted their proposal uh, as far as being a contracted pharmacy. And the covered entity will then submit that uh, pharmacy services agreement. They'll notify the Office of Pharmacy Affairs that a pharmacy services agreement is in place between the covered entity and a contract pharmacy. They submit on their affidavit stating that ABC Pharmacy at this such and such address and the pharmacist of record in charge is this person. They submit that to the Office of Pharmacy Affairs so that now the covered entity will be able to order medications and the assigned contracted pharmacy will be able to dispense the medication. Okay. So it's it's not so much it's not putting any any work on the independent pharmacy to to do anything within with regards to um, responding to the bid opportunity. It's 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 SunRx uh, facilitating that. SunRx facilitates that and makes sure everything takes place on a uh, uh, in a timely manner. Typically, once a pharmacy has notified the health center that they are going to be their uh, contracted pharmacy. The health center notifies the Office of Pharmacy Affairs of this relationship that's going to take place. SunRx comes in and facilitates this process, and the timeline is typically 90 days from when the health center signs a contract with SunRx uh, to get this program up and running. Okay. Um, Geographically, is there any um, area that... Isn't you had mentioned uh, Florida um, isn't isn't participating in that you know in that 340B federal program? Is there other states that uh, that that can't participate? No, Florida participates in it, but it's more of an in-house pharmacy model. So each health center site typically has their own pharmacy. They don't reach out and have a contracted pharmacy arrangement because a virtual inventory process is not. Uh, allowed in the state of Florida. You would have to have two physical inventories uh, if you were going to manage that. It can be done, as I mentioned, but it's just a lot harder for the pharmacist to uh, manage two inventories. Now, if the pharmacy management system has the ability to uh, to handle two inventories, making one virtual, um, does that make this program um, easier and and can SunRx basically interface with some of those PIS systems that can do that? SunRx doesn't interface with any of the pharmacy systems uh, currently. There's really no need because what happens is the patient just presents their third-party benefits card and the claim is adjudicated. Uh, we reach out ahead of time, this is part of the details, and collect all the patient's eligibility information from the health center and build it into each card. So regardless of the pharmacy management system that they're currently using, uh, SunRx will work with every pharmacy. Okay, very good. That's important because I'm, I'm sure that that question will, will come up as, as, as to an independent getting involved and in, in how that works. Now, you mentioned earlier in the program 
about um, the distribution and, and working with an existing uh, uh, drug distributor, um, Cardinal Amerisourceberg and McKesson, H.D. Smith, whoever it is. Um, so that doesn't, that doesn't affect um, anything that, that I have in place with them except for uh, possibly uh, um, uh, be a benefit increasing the volume that I'm, that I'm pulling through that distributor. Is that correct? Exactly, but the volume will be coming through the health center's account. You have to remember that this is a ship to bill to account. Okay. That volume will be coming through a health center account if it's currently coming through your own account. So you have to take that into consideration in building that dispensing fee. So it's an increase to the dispensing fee. It's not really an, any increase whatsoever to uh, what volume of, of, of drugs that I'm purchasing. Correct. Okay. I understand. And... Uh, so, so tell me about CenterX a little bit. When did when did they get started with regards to 340B programs? CenterX has, was a third-party processor uh, for about 10 years, a TPA. What We were then starting to audit community health centers, trying to help them with their 340B issues, and we found out that they really needed more of a tool than just an auditing uh, agency coming through. So they approached us years ago with pharmacists and community health centers and said, is there a way you can help us work this out to make it easy for the pharmacy to identify eligible patients, easy for the pharmacy to manage the inventory, and at the same time, help the health center work with your community pharmacist and not have to incur the cost of opening up their own pharmacy if there wasn't the volume that was going to uh, be able to uh, have that return on investment for a health center. And they always wanted to keep the patient first and increase access to affordable medications is what's on the mind of the health centers. That's their mission, and to provide quality care. Is is the world of durable medical equipment covered within these programs too? Now, the 340B program is strictly a prescription uh, program, prescription drug program. And um, there's uh, there's no really additional liability on, on my part as the independent pharmacy in getting involved in this, right? Correct. All current federal and state pharmacy laws uh, are in effect. You, what you're doing is basically just adjudicating a claim for a quote-unquote insured patient now of the health center. And we at CenterX facilitate this whole process as far as the reports, the revenue, the adjudication of the claims, uh, and the replenishment of your merchandise. Now, when you said our whole you said, process... You said adjudication, Steve. Is it is, That's because the, the, the customer that comes into my, um, my pharmacy to pick up their, their prescription, they run their their Center X card through the system, that's what you're speaking of. You're speaking of that transaction actually happening. Correct. Correct. It's the adjudication of the claim based on a VIN number and member ID number that's on their card. What happens with the third-party payers like Medicare Part D or if they have managed Medicaid or commercial insurance, that eligible patient's transaction overlays our process, and we capture that transaction for the health entity, for the 340B entity. All our reports and what drives this program is through the switch. That's why it's irregardless of the pharmacy management system that you currently have in place, 
the switch is what's creating that purchase order, keeping track of the inventory, keeping track of what's been used, and identifying eligible patients and eligible providers that are writing for these medications. Well, as an independent pharmacy, sometimes I'm using XYZ software or or QS1 or uh, RxKey or or one of the pharmacy management systems that, that is already on a specific switch. Uh, does that matter what switch I'm actually on? No, we're agnostic to all switches and uh, pharmacy software. Okay, very good. That That's another question that, that I'm sure would have, would have come up. So um, it's switch agnostic and it doesn't matter if I'm using MDON or DataRx or any of the any of the switches. Correct. Okay. Um, very good. Is is there anything else that you can tell me about 340B and, and SunRx to, to kind of help us as, as our listeners, as our independent pharmacy uh, listeners that are out there um, that will that will help to simplify uh, something that, that to me sounded a little um, uh, possibly um, difficult to get involved in, but now it seems pretty simple. It's very simple. We provide at CenterX, we provide, like I mentioned, 24-7 support for the health centers, the pharmacies, and their patients. We continuously monitor for the health center uh, their prescribing habits and their and the number of prescriptions they're writing, and we're also monitoring the capture rate at the at the contracted pharmacy. We're trying to drive all business to the contracted pharmacies. Uh, as all your members are aware of, every pharmacist is aware of, they, the patients do have freedom of choice, but we're trying to help the, the community health center and the patients receive these drugs um, at their contracted pharmacy. All third... All patients of a community health center or 340B covered entity are eligible to receive medications under the 340B program, regardless of their payer source. So one example I use quite often is the fact that Medicare Part D patients might tell a health center, oh, I pay a $4 copay wherever I go to a pharmacy. Therefore, I'm going to continue to go to the one I've, uh, I've been with. And the health centers then, we instruct them and educate them that their patients, if they go to the contracted pharmacy, their co-pays for covered medications will be the same. That's true. But for medications that fall outside of the formulary, let's say on Medicare Part D, the, the cough medicines, the sleeping pills, the, um, the anxiety pills that are not covered by the Medicare Part D formulary programs now, they would fall under the 340B uh, adjudication process through SunRx. So the patients do, and their basket of drugs will will receive a better price for all their prescription medications. They'll be at one pharmacy versus multiple pharmacies and shopping for the best price on this side of town or the other side of town. We ensure that the uh, patients get the lowest price every time they present their prescriptions at the contracted pharmacy and that's what uh, is supported by the health centers. That's excellent. I really, really appreciate this, Steve. This has been very informative. It, it's definitely answered some of my questions that I have and, and definitely has probably answered many of the questions that our listeners have. Um, for additional information on this program, uh, by the way, um, you can go to 340bsimplified.com. Uh, that's 340bsimplified.com. And um, if you have any other questions, uh, Steve um, uh, could probably help us out as well. Steve, can you give us a, a number that we could contact to, to 
to answer some additional questions? My phone number is area code 815-980-7468. And the email address is steve.zielinski, Z-I-E-L-I-N-S-K-I, at 340bsimplified.com. Thanks, Steve. This has been the PTR Pharmacy Podcast. I'm Todd Urey, host and uh, executive director of the Pharmacy Technology Resource. Uh, very happy to have Steve on the show. Um, and we will uh, do a follow-up on the program about six months from now to, to see the, uh, the differences and or uh, the success stories that we've, we've come across. And uh, we thank you for listening and we wish you a good evening.